we have now both Holt and JB on the line. Let me plug my headphones in and we can get this thing started. All right, is that right there? I'm yep. here. Check my check. Okay, we're good. We're good. All right. Welcome back to the official SEC Slow Smoke podcast. We are recording now from Memphis, the home base. Um, and then we also in not Flowood, but or Jackson, but Montgomery. Yep, we're in Montgomery, Alabama, leaving today. Actually, here at the Candlewood Suites, where they haven't cleaned my room in like the whole week I've been here. <laughs> Do you and, think uh, I, I, I put like my trash like on the hallway, and thinking like they would take it, like you know, this happened like two days ago. Like no, it's still sitting there. Hey, you didn't put the, the Do Not Disturb sign out on your door by chance, did you? Uh, no, it is inside my room. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> that's just that's just the um, the grind of minor league baseball. Wait till you get to the big leagues and you'll get you know the uh, the star treatment. Hopefully, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Always on the run. Yeah. Um, how's how's everybody been? Actually, let's let's talk back real quick. I'm originally I live in Atlanta, but I came back home to Memphis this week. So what I'm excited is for y'all to ask me what did I eat this week. All right, Alex. Uh, I know you probably would have had to go get some barbecue. So. Uh... Where did you get your barbecue fix from? For sure. So normally we always talk about Central being the best barbecue place in Memphis, which it is. But my second favorite place is the barbecue shop. So last night I went to the barbecue shop and got a big old full slab of ribs. They're called the Boss Slab. And it was, you can get it either wet, dry, or glazed. And um, based on JB's advice, I went with glaze. And they were pretty good they're probably the best ribs i've had they were definitely better than dreamlands i'll say that they're definitely better than dreamlands i probably would have enjoyed the dry ribs a little bit better but the glazed ribs were pretty good they didn't drown it in sauce or anything like that very very good and smoke slow smoke and they were falling off the bone of course i had some barbecue nachos with them, pork nachos and then i ate um my girlfriend's food and then my parents food as well which is pork uh sandwich so it was great all-around <laughs> experience so just a walking uh, listen to this podcast People What's listen that? to this podcast probably think that Alex weighs like three hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't actually. It's just um, high metabolism. Alex, Alex is a scrawny dude. He just has a high metabolism. Scrawny mofo. <laughs> 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 but I do, I do have a big wiener. Let's just put that out there. Um, <laughs> but I can still eat a lot. But um, did y'all eat anything? JB, I know what you ate, so we're not, we're gonna skip over you. Oh, did you eat anything good this weekend? Um, I had Milo's for the first time. Have you guys ever heard of that? Yeah, that's a I've sweet tea, right? To. Yeah, the Milo's su- sweet tea. They're like known yeah. for their yeah. burgers. I've always wanted to try it, but you know, I always just end up trying to go somewhere like I'm familiar with. But that is a place I want to try. So actually, I'm curious how it is. Holt. There's yeah, there's one in the in the parking lot here. Um, and uh, I walked over there the other night. Um, they have this sauce that they put on everything. Uh, it's <laughs> called like Milo sauce, and it's kind of like a steak sauce. But uh, I really wasn't that much of a fan of it. The burger itself was fine. Um, the sweet tea was obviously really good. The fries were pretty good. But, like, the sauce just kind of, I don't know. I just didn't really, it was just kind of unusual. I didn't really like it that much. Is um, it, like, Big Mac sauce? No, it's, like, it's kind of like A1, but not as good. <laughs> and you put it on a burger? Yeah, it's called Milo sauce. And they put it on all their burgers. And they have, like, a little dispenser, like, where, like, people use it to, like, dip their fries and stuff in. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see yeah I, I didn't i wasn't like a huge fan of it honestly i was kind of i mean i don't know sometimes like i get a little bit disappointed just because people like hype stuff up so much mm-hmm. but 
I wasn't like a huge like if I got it without the sauce, it probably would have been pretty good. But I feel like that's not like the way it's meant to be eaten. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is kind of disappointing. Uh, curiosity: Were the burgers like thick? Were they small? And uh, were they no? They were fashioned pretty, or they were pretty decent sized burgers. They were I think they were like charbroiled or whatever. But they're, yeah, like, they're, so kind of greasy, but not no doesn't have like that grilled flavor either. Yeah, it's kind of it's like old fashioned. Yeah, kind of like Hardee's. Yeah, it's it, I mean, maybe not that big. It wasn't like that thick. Of a well, burger, not not but, as big as Hardee's, but like similarly prepared. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I mean, the burger itself, just like I said, was good. It was just the sauce that was kind of like it's just not something you would usually eat on a burger. It just felt, you know, kind of weird. Gotcha, gotcha. Fair enough. And um, JB, JB got some just regular old food, so we're not going to go into his detail because he just got some not unexciting food, I would say. I um, mean, uh, I just had I had food from the press box at the Memphis game, and you know it's always going to be tasty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we'll um, we'll just stick to going to barbecue shop, but if we could find a way to import the sweet tea from Milo's to the barbecue shop, then we would have our perfect perfect dinner now. Um, so we'll we'll try to figure that out. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about LSU motherfucking football um which is to me i'm usually most excited about lsu and sec because they're always i don't they're not like auburn where they're they're like when games lucky i mean they used to with less miles when he went for a fourth down a lot but they always have a lot of talent so i just i always want them to put it together to compete with alabama and beat alabama instead of just that one year where they won like whatever it was like six to three and the miss Alabama kicker missed all those field goals. I um I really want them to compete in the SEC um, and to compete with Alabama because they have the potential. You know, the LSU uh, recruiting is always great because the state of Louisiana is great, but they just haven't been there over the past few years. And what ultimately got Les Miles fired is never developing a quarterback. So um, a little more optimistic, but um, I will I'll be more optimistic after they get rid of Coach O. But uh, let's just turn it to uh, Holt first. What's your initial thoughts on LSU football for this season? Um, yeah, I agree with you about them uh, usually being really talented. And uh, they are, again, this year, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, Greedy Williams and uh, Devin White are probably two of the best players in the country um, that they have on their defense. Um, but honestly, um, not to be too much of a pessimist, but uh, I'm I'm not too high on LSU this year. I think they have a really tough schedule, um, especially early. And I think that if they drop a couple games early, especially if they're bad losses, I think this season could go downhill pretty quick for them. JB, do you think that Coach O is the the man for the job in LSU? I mean, he is like Mr. Louisiana, but is he the man to lead LSU football back to winning SEC championships? See, I actually thought it was an, it was a pretty decent hire when they did hire Orgeron. Uh, he did uh, take that team that he had took over from Les Miles and gave him instant, you know, you know, pretty much just instantly turned them around. And uh, it was good. it was a really it, it was a, it was a nice boost to that to that season. And, and you, the thing you know about Orgeron, yeah, you know, you, you know what he did too is always was like all he did after Les Miles got fired. He's like, okay, well, instead of our center, or instead of our quarterback taking the snap under center, we're gonna go shotgun i was like oh now we have offense all of a sudden is yeah. that what happened pretty much pretty much and i mean they just they put the ball in the hands of their playmakers fournette uh fournette you know had a killer second half of the season guys did really well but one thing that i always thought about orgeron is that he's trying to mold himself like a Dabo sweeney he's trying to be more of a ceo and surrounding himself with great assistance and he went out and got a 
Aranda to be his defensive coordinator and hired Matt Canada to be his offensive coordinator. Obviously, the Canada experiment did not work out, but that's that was his philosophy. Like, it's more just being the CEO of the program and surrounding yourself with great personnel fits on his on his staff. And, but honestly, I don't think he's going to make it uh, in the long term. He may get through this season. I think he's going to need to win at least seven games uh, to I potentially would... save his job. Uh, anything less than seven, I don't think he will be in Baton Rouge next season. Yeah, I think I think um, I think eight win, even eight, anything under nine wins this year will get them get him on the hot seat because I mean they fired Les Miles and Les Miles is a pretty good coach for right. the most part since the last two years. But, right, um, they. Um, they they expect to win big there. I mean, they've they paid a shit ton to um, buy out Les Miles, so they're not going to settle for anything right. below, I mean, below average Yeah, like, below, like, great. Yeah, there's still a lot of talent on this year's team, but it's still kind of a regrouping year after losing the guys from last year, like Chark. But, uh, you know, going into this season, uh, it's more of a regrouping year, but if Orgeron can somehow survive this season, he's going to have a really talented team with a lot of returning starters coming back next season. Yeah, and one thing I was noticing, we're doing this um, SEC countdown until football, until SEC kickoff. I think we're at 40 days now, and I was looking at all the numbers. Um, I try to correlate or coordinate the the days left till SEC football with a jersey number, and I got to number seven, and I realized seven for LSU is like the jersey. And I'll just run through the names. Leonard Fournette had seven, um, Patrick Peterson had seven, and I think Tyron Matthew had seven. And I just was thinking, I was like, man, I guess that's like something I just missed over the years. I guess that's something they do is hand down the jersey seven to the best player on the team. It's just kind of ridiculous. And it also just reminds you how many great players that they've had that's gone on to be better in the NFL than they exactly. had in college. Exactly. LSU's a perfect NFL factory. It has for the past 20 years. Uh, yeah. I'll ask Holt, do you um, – do you think that um, expectations are very low for this year at LSU because it is kind of rebuilding year and they lost a lot of players? So maybe um, Coach O will get some some relief from the lower expectations. I think it's lower expectations for maybe people outside of Baton Rouge. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think people who aren't LSU fans, um, I think, are looking at this season as maybe like anywhere from, like, you know, a six- to eight-win team. But I think uh, around LSU and, like, you know, just hearing their fans, um, you know, talk about this season, they think that this is, you know, they're going to be right up there with Auburn and Alabama in the West. And, um, you know, so I think from the outside looking in, maybe the expectations are a bit lower, but I think the expectations are always going to be really high in Baton Rouge. And if you're not – uh, one of the top teams in the country, and you're not competing with Alabama, then you're not meeting expectations. I mean, you have to think about last year. I mean, last year was Coach O's first full year after the, I guess, few games interim they coached the two years before that. And, I mean, I didn't know if he was going to make it through last year because if you remember, they lost to Troy, and that was just horrible, horrible loss for them because they're so much more talented, obviously, than Troy. Um, as JB likes to say, Troy! Um, but they, uh, yeah, shout out to big ball daddy. If you know what I'm talking about, oh, yes, he does that. But, um, they, they also saved his season when they beat Auburn, they came back to beat Auburn. So it's kind of like a wash. Cause if you think about it from the beginning of the year, they, sh- you think, okay, well they should definitely beat Troy, but they should lose to Auburn, but they flipped it. So, um, but those are just kind of games that he can't afford to lose to 
a non-power five team. Um, but let's let's get into the the offense real quick, um, and I'll I'll ask JB real quick to pronounce the coordinator's name because I am not from Louisiana and I don't know how to pronounce his name, even though he's not necessarily a Louisiana name. It's just kind of hard for me to pronounce. Can you get can you get it for me, JB, real quick? The offense course, Steve. Steve Ensminger. Ensminger. Oh, can you say his name? Steve Ensminger. Could you say it before JB just said it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess maybe. I have no. I guess I have no way of proving that. But yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I could have said maybe. It before that. Maybe I'm just like the dumbass here, so um, <laughs> I'll lean on you for pronunciations. Um, so, what do we know about Steve? And I'll ask um, I'll ask JB to talk about him. Uh, Steve, uh, what from what I know is he has been he's from Louisiana and he's coached a bunch of different schools um, and he's been coaching at LSU since I think 2010. He was like a tight ends coach and I think he was a QB coach last year. And what, what what else can you tell me about him, JB? I mean, I think Steve is uh, – I mean, he's going to be running more of a uh, pro-style passing offense. Uh, it's going to be pro-style offense, kind of similar to Petrino, and he's going to be mainly passing the ball. So no shotgun or not as much shotgun as what you're saying? Yeah, not as much shotgun. But still uh, passing because they'll it's get in trouble. It's going to be in trouble if they line up behind Yeah, it's going to be a – yeah, it's going to be a, ba- a balanced uh, pro-style offense, but it's going to be – Centered around the uh, passing game, yeah. Um, they they just can't they can't line up in high formation and just hand it to the fullback like like Lessed. Although I, I really know. did enjoy, I enjoyed those teams when he had uh, who was Devin Hester whenever he went for him right. down against Florida well, those, like those, four times. Those less milestones were just you know really predictable too. Like you knew what was coming, but those earlier less miles teams like they were just enforcing their will. Like even though you knew what was about to happen. They were just so dominant. They had dominant offensive lines, dominant running backs, and they were just able to do whatever they wanted. What um, what everybody wants to know about LSU and just I mean, pretty much every team uh, always is the QB battle. And this year, um, which is going to be kind of fun because I think they actually have a little bit of talent. People people don't say Danny Etling was – like people say like they had quarterback issues last year. And um, if you go back and look at Danny Etling, he actually didn't have too bad of a year. I guess he just – they didn't win enough games, so people don't think of him as a great quarterback. But he didn't do too bad. But um, this year they have the incoming Ohio State transfer, Joe Burrow, and then they have uh, their star prized recruit, Miles Brennan, um, who's, a, from what I can see, is a pro-style quarterback. I remember yeah. – I'll remember. Um, i talk to Holt about this. I remember Holt, whenever we were talking about this, um, <laughs> I think this was when Dan Mullen was still at State. There was there's two quarterbacks from – like I think Miles Brennan was from Bay St. Louis, uh, Mississippi, which is pretty much pretty close to Louisiana. And then um, Mississippi State recruited a quarterback from Louisiana, and they were two about similarly ranked quarterbacks, but um, they just fit better for each system. So uh, Mississippi State didn't want the pro-style quarterback, so um, LSU got Miles Brennan yeah. and then – then Mississippi State recruited the Louisiana guy um, who's more of a dual threat. Is that right, Holt? Yeah, that's right. You're talking about uh, Keaton Thompson. Um, yeah. Played a little bit last year as a freshman. Um, helped lead Mississippi State to a bowl win over Louisville and Lamar Jackson. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of a unique situation because, uh, you know, LSU wasn't recruiting Keaton super hard and uh, Mississippi State wasn't recruiting Miles Brennan super hard just because they didn't really fit um, – in the systems that they were being it for their in-state school. So yeah. they both ended up going, you know, it was almost kind of like a, like a trade. Yeah. So, yeah. 
It's kind of it's kind of unique situation there, and uh, you know, I think uh, Miles Brennan has some Louisiana ties. Um, I'm not 100 percent on that. I just think I remember that from his recruitment. But uh, what, so yeah, I think, uh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and expand on that. So from what I can understand is that Joe Burrow is supposed to be good. Everybody's talking a big deal about Joe Burrow, but um, I know you think like, well, why didn't he play at Ohio State if he was so good? And then. Um, on top of that, uh, people want Miles Brennan to be the guy because that's who they recruited. And I guess if he plays now, he'll be a good long-term solution as opposed to – although Joe Burrow, I think, has two years of eligibility left. So he can still play two more years. But um, I think from what I hear, Joe Burrow is going to be the starter at least to start the season. And then um, Miles Brennan could take over if they get in trouble. But I think they want Miles Brennan to be the guy in Louisiana. But what do you, what's your take on that? Yeah, well – it's always just a weird situation when a team brings in a grad transfer quarterback. Um, yeah. Just because it makes you feel like they don't really have confidence in the guys they already have there. And I thought Miles Brennan played pretty decent last year when he did play. Um, you know, didn't throw the ball a lot. Um, but, you know, he looks like pretty comfortable and he's definitely a tall guy with a strong arm. So, um, you know, those are always in high demand. So, uh, you know, but it, it just gives me pause a little bit because I just feel like if they really had that much confidence in him, they wouldn't bring in Joe Burrow uh, in the first place because they wouldn't want to take reps away or do anything like that uh, from Brennan and then maybe show the team that they don't have confidence in him or the fan base or whatever. So, uh, you know, it's definitely kind of a strange decision, and uh, I'm not really sold on Joe Burrow either um, just because if he's supposed to be – so good, then why didn't he play at Ohio State? I mean, I know they had yeah. – um, JT Barrett. And yeah, J- JT Barrett, right. But, I mean, JT Barrett wasn't, you know <laughs> – Yeah, it wasn't he, my favorite like, either. It wasn't really all – I mean, I'm not saying it was bad. He just, like, wasn't, like, really good either. You know, it's just yeah. kind of like, you know, I, I just feel like he would – if he was really that good, he would have been more in the discussion and then people would have been calling for him to play more and stuff like that. So, I'm just not really sure what – kind of player he's going to be. I think a lot of people just get overly excited because he played at Ohio State, like, you know, because Ohio State always has a good quarterback. So, like, oh, he must be awesome. So, he's just going to come down here and just – we're just going to plug him right in and he's going to win the Heisman and, you know, whatever. It's just – I don't know. It's just like if he was really that good, I feel like Ohio State would have, number one, done more to keep him, and number two, played him last year when JT Barrett was struggling. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I just don't understand – what all the hype is about. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he is like a really talented player is going to do like some big things there. But honestly, like when they brought him in, uh, it really to me said more about how they feel about Miles Brennan than it did about how good Joe Burrows is. Yeah. What, um, what I want to talk about real quick is their, um, whenever I think about LSU, I think of their, like their athletes, their playmakers. And um, this year's team, I don't, in my mind, doesn't really have a lot, especially on the offense when they, they just lost um, Darius Geis. And um, I don't think they have a OBJ or uh, Landry out there for receivers. So I don't, I don't know who their playmakers are going to be on offense, especially. And on defense, yeah. they have, they have uh, Devin White and uh, Greedy Williams, as you mentioned earlier, but I don't know who their big playmakers are going to be. Yeah, I was going to say, they're, they're going to have some decent playmakers on this year's team. They did get a boost uh, getting a Texas Tech transfer, Jonathan Giles. Uh, I think he's going to be he's going to be their number one guy. Uh, Justin Jefferson is a really really po- good threat for like because he brings a lot of speed. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to mold him into like a DJ Chark. Uh, obviously, Terrace Marshall is going to be really really good too. You know, he's a five star recruit, and he's going to they're going to try to you know turn him into the next OBJ. I mean, he's got a lot of potential. He's six foot four. He can 
make all the catches too and win all the one on one battles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, and their running backs, uh, you know, obviously they lost Darius Geis, but they're going to have kind of like a running back by committee. They have a uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's going to be more of the uh, speed back, and then they're going to have Nick Brosette, who's going to be more of their power back in the short yardage situation guy. I also feel like this LSU always has good running backs. It's like you don't even have to know who they are when the season yeah. starts, but you'll know about them once you get into SEC play. Right. So, yeah, um, uh, they got Leonard Fournette's little brother, too. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if, if he's supposed to be good or not, but I just saw him on the roster, too. Apparently, well, uh, uh, his his name is is Leonard, so I guess, like, <laughs> their their parents just must, like, I don't know, n- not be very creative. I don't know. Just... <laughs> Let's just keep it simple. <laughs> I'll, only, um, I'll only be nervous or be excited about Leonard Fournette if he wears the number seven. Otherwise, I'm going to be like, okay, he's not a good running back. But um, we we shall see how – Lenard is. I'm gonna keep that in mind now when I'm watching him play. It's gonna be kind of funny thinking about that. Lenard. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's ask Holt real quick uh, on the defense side. You we have Devin Devin White and Greedy Williams, but what I ask you about you, what, what I want to ask about is um, Dave. Is it? I always Aranda. forget how to pronounce it. Aranda, not Aranda. Yeah, Aranda. Yeah. Um, he just got an extension, a contract extension to be pretty much the. I don't know if he got it this year, but. Um, I'll take the back. Brent Venerables at Clemson just got an extension, and he's now the second highest paid de- defensive coordinator, just coordinator in general. And it brought brought to brought to mind that Dave Veranda is the um, highest paid defensive coordinator in the country. I think he's getting paid like around two million a year, which is pretty close to head coaching salary. Or I mean, yeah. it is for a lot of schools. But um, what I would ask is: is he first of all is he worth it, and is he really that great? Another. Their defense was pretty good last year. But when I think of um, SEC defenses, I think of – I mean, I think of Alabama and um, I think of Muschamp and Kirby Smart. So, I mean, those are head coaches, but coordinators at one point that were defensive coordinators. But is Aranda worth that much money? And is he really the one of the best defensive coordinators? Um, to LSU, I absolutely do think he's worth that money, um, especially when they're going the route that they are, like JB was saying, like the Clemson route where they hire the, you know, the CEO uh, – big-time recruiter, guy to be, like, the head coach and then put good assistants around him. To me, mm-hmm. it's imperative that they have a guy like him uh, running the defense. Um, he's, you know, you say he's one of the highest paid or he is the highest paid, but he also is probably the best defensive coordinator in the country. So um, they're always going to be really good on defense. I expect the same this year. Um, you know, I think I've he's been... probably going to be a head coach candidate. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think he's in a position to be just like Brent Venables, where he's in a position to be really selective, and he doesn't have to just go take a mid-level Power Five job. He can wait, like Kirby Smart did, for that big-time job to come open uh, before he before he goes and takes it. And he doesn't. I think he played at like some really small schools, so I don't think he has like any ties to any big-time schools or anything. So he he's not waiting for one particular job, but he can be like selective. Um, and maybe LSU will want to hire him at the end of this year. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully Memphis can get in that get in the running for him when Norvell leaves. Because I feel like Norvell is leaving anytime soon. If he has an eight or nine win year, so nine nine win year, so maybe maybe Memphis could better balls. I think, um, I think honestly, I think uh, not better balls. Um, Aranda, I think Memphis is too good for um, Aranda, but um, maybe maybe if he's lucky, we'll we'll accept him to be our coach after Norvell leaves. Right. I mean, that Memphis job is uh, in pretty high demand, so... You're right, you're right. right. He, he may this have is... to... Uh... 
I don't. I know. mean, I think the I think the next I think the next Memphis coach is going to be Hugh Freeze. If I have to be yeah. honest, but I mean, we'll we'll talk we'll talk to Rand about the barbecue shop <laughs> and Central Barbecue and all that those glazed ribs. So maybe maybe he'll he'll like some good eating. And we can we can recruit him here. But uh, let's get into the LSU season here. And some of these games we'll go game by game. But some of these games are pretty easy um, to predict. I don't have the schedule for me because my. Um, my of course my internet's not working, but JB, can you pull up the schedule real quick and we'll just go one by one real quick? Yeah, yeah, I'm almost got it up here. I'm... Sorry, well, they start off the season against Miami and uh, Arlington. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's a, that, that's that could... a toss up. That's kind Is of it? a toss up to me. I think it's Miami. I'm giving I'm giving LSU the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give it a say that's a toss up. No, I think I think Miami. I mean. If Miami's anything like they were last year, I mean they did didn't finish strong, but they're they're still a really yeah. good team. And LSU, right, so I, I got to pull it up here. So, uh, so we just want to do a roundabout here. Uh, who's... Oh, hold on, never mind. I, I think I have it. Sorry, it, it's 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 working now. Great, I paid my bills all of a sudden, so my Wi Fi is working. Um, so I'll, I'll go with it. So we'll we'll start off the. This is a toss up game, so we'll we'll go through this one. Um, play Miami um, on <laughs> September second at. Um, Arlington, so at AT and Stadium, the Cowboys Stadium, um, on ABC. So um, I don't think it's tossed up. I'll say uh, LSU's going to lose that to Miami. I think Mark Rick's a better coach. They probably have. I mean, talent wise, they're probably equal, I guess. But um, I just think Miami's a better team, better coach. Yeah. The the one thing that gives me hesitation about picking Miami in this game is that like their offense isn't you know isn't great, and I feel like if LSU comes in this game with a really good game plan, maybe they could muddy it up a little bit, and. Uh, you know, if they're just able to not turn the ball over, um, I think it could be a pretty close game and then maybe a big play on special teams or some crazy play could happen uh, to maybe help LSU win this game. But yeah, I do think I Miami's a better team, and I think Mark Richt is a significantly better coach than Ed Orgeron. So yeah. I think when it comes down to those two things, um, I'd have to go with Miami in this game. Yeah, like I, I... – the way I think is that if LSU is going to win this game, it's going to have to be a uh, low-scoring game. They're going to have to win, score like 13 to 10. Like, and Aranda is going to have to really, you know, because that, honestly that's how LSU is going to be able to stay in the game is Aranda's defense doing their job. Because I don't think uh, LSU's offense can really be able to move the ball against Miami in that first game, especially against that Miami defense. I was giving LSU yeah, – turnover chain. <laughs> yeah. I was giving LSU the benefit of the doubt, and I still am. But I, I, actually, I do believe that Miami will prevail in this one. I think they win you know, comfortably by about two scores. But they'll, that second score will come at the end to put it away. It says, I, and does, does Miami have their starting quarterback coming back from last year? I don't remember who it was. I would yeah, they do. Whole, they do. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, they, they have more – because yeah, so I would say Miami. I don't think I don't think it's gonna be as close as y'all think. I think it's gonna be like a. I think Miami's going by ten, but not. I don't think they won by three touchdowns. I think right. they won by ten to fourteen or something like that. Um, okay, next game, Southeastern Louisiana. So I think we all think that's gonna be a loss, right, for LSU. Next, pencil it in. <laughs> okay, all right. So we'll say LSU wins that one, and then here's a good one for for real um, at Auburn. And you gotta remember last year that Auburn was whooping that Tiger ass at LSU and then just I guess coach Gus the Gus bus uh, hit the brakes and decided to let LSU come back and win the second yeah. half last that year. That was so, an abs- that was just an absolute letdown. That was a collapse, right? Yeah. That was disappointing. But I think I think this year, um I think I mean I love Auburn this year. I think they're gonna be a great team. I think they could actually beat um Alabama this year again. So I, I think and it's at Auburn it's gonna be a revenge game. Um I think I think Auburn takes this one pretty easily. Yeah. 
LSU doesn't have the playmakers to uh, yeah. move the ball against that Auburn defense, especially at Jordan Hare. And, and an Auburn offense will be able to score enough points against that LSU defense. Uh, Auburn wins this one pretty comfortably. Okay. So, same Holt. Yeah, I don't – there's not really much to add. I just think Auburn is a much better team this year, and I think uh, they're going to win by two possessions probably. Let's let's talk about this real quick. So, week by week three here, um, LSU and Coach O starts off as one and two. So, you can feel that hot seat getting a little bit hotter with um, two losses to two big schools that in the past LSU would expect to win. And they would still expect to win, but, I mean, the expectations are lower this year. But um, if they if those losses are kind of ugly too, it could be pretty uncomfortable after week three going one and two. Yeah, um, definitely. Next next game is Louisiana Tech. And I guess they're just trying to right here. I guess they're trying to pay um, all of the Louisiana schools, trying to get the the small schools, smaller schools paid because I'm sure they pay them a million dollars to come come play at Tiger Stadium. And last year they paid Troy to come. They paid Troy to come beat them at Tiger Stadium. So hopefully <laughs> that's what happen. all SEC that's what all SEC schools do. Though they they always pay those smaller schools and give them a nice hefty paycheck to come play in their stadium and get their asses kicked. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes it's, it's really good for the uh, athletic budget for those small schools too. It yeah. is. That's that's like their big payday is getting yeah. paid by those big power five schools to go play at their stadiums. And not to get too off topic, but the financial analyst in me definitely wants to like dig into the details and say like, okay, how much is worth paying this school to come play here? Like, how much money can we make up by all of our fans coming to the game as opposed <laughs> to um, paying them paying them a flat fee to come here and then we get all this ticket revenue? And I'm just gonna going crazy in my mind but that's that's for uh, an economical discussion we'll talk about that later so we'll um we'll say when at when against louisiana tech right all yeah. both of you yeah okay yeah okay and then um so now we're two and two and going to play old miss um at tiger stadium and they you know if you listen to old miss and you can vouch for this whole and i guess you too jb because you've been to a lot of games but um old miss hates lsu i i never understand i mean i guess you play in the same division you hate them but it just it surprises me like because you think mississippi state's the biggest rival and they are but like they still hate lsu very passionately uh that that, that rivalry goes all the way back to the 30s and 40s and 50s that's that's an old-fashioned rivalry yeah um but at playing Ole miss at tiger stadium i mean it could be a toss-up i think um i think Ole miss isn't gonna be as bad as they were last year and even then last year they kind of had some good game, good wins. I mean, that last game against Mississippi State um, was a pretty good win. But I think, I mean, I think LSU wins at home here. Uh, we'll start with Holt. Oh, I agree. Holt, what do you think about that one? Yeah, I think uh, LSU is going to get the win in this one. Um, I, I do like Ole Miss's pass offense, but usually the strength of LSU's defense is the secondary. So they're one of the few teams I think they can match up with Ole Miss on the perimeter. And uh, yeah, I think they're going to be able to run the ball on on Ole Miss pretty easily. Um, so theme. the thing for just, Ole Miss yeah. throughout the years, yeah. run defense. No, I, yeah. I, yeah, like I do believe Ole Miss can be able to move the ball against uh, against LSU, and they're going to be able to score a lot of points. But LSU is going to be able to control the line of scrimmage on offense, and they'll keep the ball away from uh, that powerful Ole Miss offense. And I like LSU at home in this one. Okay, yeah, so I think it's just a I think it's just a bad matchup for Ole Miss. I think it that uh, I think that there's other teams on their schedule they might be able to upset, but I don't think LSU is one of them. Yeah, just because and, just because of the way that the LSU team is built. So now we're um, up to three and two for the season, and Coach O can can breathe a little bit easier. Um, but of course, if they lose that, like he he might not get coach another game. If he, no, but we're us. heading 
No, we're three and two, but we're now heading into this four game gauntlet. And yeah. he may not survive this. No, you have we have at Florida, Georgia. We have at Florida, then Georgia, Mississippi State, and Alabama at home. So we'll start with Florida going to Gainesville. Um, I just, I mean, Florida has a new coach in Mullen, but I just don't think that um, they're going to survive in Gainesville because Florida is just as talented, I think. And um, I think Mullen's a better coach. I think they'll, by then, you know, that's like what the sixth or seventh week in the season. I think um, Florida will, or Mullen will have the offense rolling a little bit better than McElwain did. So I just think um, LSU. We'll, won't be able to hang with this one. What about you, JB? Uh, I like Florida in this one. Uh, I, I do think this is more of a toss-up. I don't think this is really a shoe win for uh, Florida. I actually think this is going to be a really competitive game. But I do like Florida to win this win. Uh, Florida's offense is going to be improving as the season progresses. And we know that uh, Mullen can move the ball against Aranda's defense. We saw that last year when his offense played against uh, LSU, and I like I like Florida in this win, especially in Gainesville in the swamp. It's going to be a tough battle for LSU to win. Holt, yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Honestly, as much as uh, you know, I prefer <laughs> for Florida to lose like every game while Damon's there. Um, <laughs> I I just think you know it's at Florida number one. It's actually the second year in a row they have to travel to Florida because of that crazy. Uh, Makeup game they had to do a few years ago because of the hurricane. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I just think, uh, yeah, I mean, I just think Dan Mullen's a way better coach than Ed Orgeron is, and it's at Florida. Um, I do think LSU's a little bit more talented uh, than Florida is, but uh, I just think that the coaching is going to make the difference. And Dan Mullen always uh, seemed to do really well against LSU when he was at Mississippi State. Um, maybe not like win a lot of games, but. Like, they always seem like they played him really close. And so I just feel like he's kind of – he's very familiar with LSU and he knows what he wants to do. And I, I just think uh, I think they could be able to get the win in that game. Okay, so back to three and three now, I think. Um, so I'll, I'll just let JB – makes it a little quicker. Um, the next one is Georgia um, at Tiger Stadium, but it is Georgia. They, I mean, they could upset Georgia. I feel like Georgia can lose a game next year. They're a good team, great team next year. Because um, they have a lot of people coming back next year, and, and solid recruiting class coming in from two years ago, and even this past year. Um, but I s- just think Georgia's too talented for this, and better coach. Um, so I think I think Georgia has this one. Uh, JB, you think the same or no? Oh yeah, Georgia's gonna win this one fairly comfortably, Georgia. in my opinion. Uh, one word. Hold um, yes, I, I, yes I actually no. I have oh, more, more than one word. Yeah, more word. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, Sorry. Right. Yeah, actually, I think Georgia might be just a little bit overrated going into the season this year. Um, they lost a lot last year, especially on defense. Um, and it's in Baton Rouge. I think this is a point in the season where it's going to be like make or break for LSU and Ed Orgeron. And uh, I think they're going to go balls to the wall in this game. I don't think they're going to win, but I think this is going to be a really good game and a really tough tough win for for georgia to get down there on the on the bayou okay so surprise but um so you think you think lsu will win this one no i i still i still am gonna take <laughs> georgia to win but i'm just saying yeah he wants no, to I, pick he wants to pick lsu he wants to yeah but i just okay. it's just like man i'm really not trying to sit here and just dog on ed orgeron for the whole show but like he's just not a good coach man like like, yeah. I just don't have faith in him to, like, really do anything. I mean, they lucked into beating Auburn last year, like, yeah. on a punt return that had nothing to do with 
some something Ed Orgeron was scheming up in his head. Like that game, like literally happened because like Gus Malzahn got way too conservative, and yeah, they had a punt return, which is just a fluke play that you can't replicate like at all. Right. So, right. So, um, we'll go on to the next one. We'll we'll let we'll let JB answer yes or no on this, and we'll let Holt expand on Mississippi State since that that's that's the home school for him. So, JB, you think? Uh, do you think uh, Mississippi State can come in to Tiger Stadium, Tiger Stadium, and beat um, LSU? Absolutely, I think this is uh, Mississippi State's going to be the favored team in this one, and uh, it's uh, kind of funny. Think about that. Usually LSU being at home is going to be the favorite against you know a school like Mississippi State, but Mississippi State's going to be a really talented team this year, and they're really a dark horse in the West. JB. JB, I said like I said quick. <laughs> I know quick. I know it's, it's really hard not to expand on this. I really, really want to pick uh, LSU in this one, but Mississippi State, I think, just they're going to be way too talented, and I think LSU is going to be reeling after losing to Georgia in a heartbreaker. And I like I like uh, State to win this one. All right. Well, I'm never gonna. I'm just gonna skip over you whenever I say quick. Now I'm just gonna not ask you anymore. Yeah, just don't ask me because I, <laughs> yeah. I like to elaborate too much. I like to hear myself talk. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You're, that's why you're in the podcast business. <laughs> um, Holt, do you think Mississippi State will be good enough to beat LSU? I know you kind of cautious about picking them to win sometimes, but do you think they can beat LSU at Tiger Stadium? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, just like I was saying, this has been kind of a a close game the last few years between Mississippi State and LSU. Um, and I know, like, obviously State won about 30 points last year, and they returned, mm-hmm. like, their entire team. So – like, no one at Mississippi State is going to be afraid of LSU or not entirely confident that they can go down there and win this game. Mississippi State's also going to be coming off a bye this, uh, for this game. So they're going to be, like, regrouped and rested. Um, and, I, you know, I just think LSU definitely has the talent to win this game, and they're at home. But uh, I think by this point in the season, it's going to be uh, pretty rough. Just like, you know, we were picking. I have them coming off of two straight losses. You know, they're like three and four at this point in the season. I think Ed Orgeron's probably on his way out. And uh, I think Mississippi State's going to go in there and win pretty easily. So that's the third straight loss for Coach O. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then we'll, we'll get into this. And, Jeb, you can expand a little bit, but not too much because we are on a tight limit here. Um, Mom's making meatloaf pretty soon, so we have to, we have to go pretty quick here. Um, we, but we'll say that's the third straight loss for Coach O. Um, do you think he survives the third loss to coach at Alabama and get the opportunity, the honor to lose against Alabama? Uh, I think he's going to be coaching through the rest of the season. I, I honestly see Joe Oliva uh, keeping Orgeron through the season. I don't think he's going to be fired midseason after I think what happened with the Les Miles situation. Yeah, I think they'll, they could fire both yeah, uh, Oliva. And... Yeah, even though it worked out for the team that season, firing Les Miles midseason, uh, it's, bad, it's a bad look for prospective coaches that are looking at that job because they want, they want to have an athletic director that's going to let them see the whole season through. Yeah. Okay, so um, we, I think we both say lost there. Um, yes. Holt, do you, do you think Coach O will be there? Do you think, you think they can fight for Coach O and save his job and beat Alabama? Um. Well, uh, it's tough. I'm a lot. I definitely think Alabama's going to win, but uh, I, whether Ed Orgeron is there or not, I'm really not sure. I think somewhere around this point in the season, he's going to be 
on his way out. Uh, but at the same time, I just feel like I have to say that LSU does always give Alabama a tough game, even when you think it's going to be a blowout. Even yeah. if they're never, like, in control of the game at all, it's always – like, they're always within shouting distance um, in this game. And, you, you know, just look at last year. I mean, it was only, well, like, 24 to 10. So, mm-hmm. you know, even though Alabama was, like, a three-touchdown favorite. So, I don't know. I mean, it, it's – like, I don't think LSU has really any chance to win this game. But at the same time, they do always seem to keep it close. So, that's something to look for. Yeah. Well, um We'll say so four straight losses, but maybe a close game against Alabama because it's a rivalry and they beat them like what ten years ago. So everybody's like, "Oh, well, they could beat them." Um, <laughs> but then we'll um, I'll stay with Holt here and um, I'll ask JB one word win or loss um, against Arkansas. But let's start with JB first. So you can't say anything else, JB. Let's work on this. When do, will will Arkansas or will LSU beat Arkansas? Yes or no at Arkansas? Yes. Okay, that's good. Um, Holt, do you think um, do you think Chad Morris's offense will give LSU trouble? LSU does have good defense, but Chad Morris is the offensive guru. So, do you think um, our his offense, Chad Morris's Arkansas offense, will be strong enough to win against LSU at at Arkansas now? Uh, no, um, I, don't, I don't think so. I think uh, I think LSU is going to be able to win this game, just like as we were talking about. Um, a couple podcasts ago, and we were talking to Chad Morris hire. I just don't – I really think it's going to be tough the first year or two in Arkansas, and uh, I, I think they're going to struggle to win more than a couple games in the conference. So I'm, I think LSU is just going to go up there and win on talent and defense alone, honestly. Yeah. And maybe um, maybe Orlando will be coaching him about this time. But um, then we get to um, Rice. We're not going to talk about that because – Rice, um, we're not talking about baseball. We're talking about football here, so we can't we can't say Rice is going to beat LSU in football. But I mean, very very fair point. We did we did me Holt did watch Rice play lose to Mississippi State by like forty in Memphis at the Liberty Bowl like five years ago. So that Prescott they, they, threw, threw for like five hundred yards and ran for another hundred. That was his like pre pre Heisman r- r- uh, like preview, I guess, for the next year. Because um, yeah. that's when everybody's like, "Oh, Dak's actually good." Um, so we'll, we'll all that was say actually that. A, that was actually a lot of fun. Not a lot of fun that day. We had a nice tailgate and like yeah, everything. Yeah. It was just like a nice, nice time. When I think I that was, was before it was New Year's, so yeah. it was really cold that day. I remember that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think um, I don't think Memphis was good at football yet at that point. So I think like that was the most deliberate most seen in a while, except for when Tennessee plays or maybe Ole Miss plays there, um, Memphis. But um, shout out to that Memphis '96 game. Hey, he wasn't he wasn't down, was he, Jamie? He he ran it back. He ran it back for that <laughs> touchdown. Oh, he was down. If they had to replay back then, he would be down. <laughs> let's, let's not elaborate on that. Uh, yeah, we'll skip. We'll skip over. You want to move on to this next uh, LSU win uh, gets Rice. Well, we're we're past that point. We're we're now talking at A and M Kyle okay. Field. Now this is yeah, the point I guess where I missed that. You, you get to miss it. No, I said I guess I just missed that part about the Rice game. <laughs> Oh, well, JB, what you, the fuck, right? Yeah, yeah, JB, what the fuck? So it takes a second. Yeah, JB, will will they win? Oh, we'll, so do this backwards. Oh, will will our, our LSU beat A and M at A and M last game of the year? Yes or no? Uh, no. Okay. If you if you listen to our Texas A and M preview, you would already know that. But I think Texas A and M is a little bit underrated going into the season. I think they're going to be pretty tough on defense this year, and okay. I think Jimbo's going to have. The offense kind of rolling, um, and uh, Travion Williams, one of the best running backs in the SEC. It's at Kyle Field. I think 
this is a huge game for Jimbo. I think he's going to put a lot of emphasis on it. And I think LSU is going to be kind of just waiting to see who their next head coach is. Um, okay, so be as focused okay. on this game as it should be. So, JB, what do you have to add to that? Do you, first of all, do you think they can win? LSU can win at Kyle Field? LSU can definitely win. But at this point in the season, I think the team is just going to pretty much just be shot. Uh, it's going to be a foregone conclusion at this point that I think Orgeron is going to be on a thermonuclear hot seat, and I think it'll be, there's going to be a, there's going to be a, I think Orgeron, and I'm, I guess I'm one of the few. I think Orgeron's still going to be coaching in this game, but I think everyone's just going to be waiting, you know, watch following Twitter instead of actually watching the game and just waiting on uh, LSU to pull the trigger the very next day. It'll, um, um, and A and also at home. Uh, a and M's going to be a I think a really hot team at the end of the season. They're going to improve as the season goes. And being a Kyle Field, I think this is going to be ugly. I think A and M's finally going to prevail against LSU, and I think it's going to be in convincing fashion. And I think this could get ugly. Yeah, um, I I would say it would be the funniest thing I ever remember about LSU is when me and you were watching this together, JB. It was it was like two two years ago. It was the year before Les Miles got fired, and everybody was talking about like is Les going to Finish this, finish this game out. Are they going to fire him before the game? Are they going to fire him after the game? And they end up beating. I think it was A and M at LSU. It was, it was A and M. And we were watching at our house, my house, and we watched the players lift Les Miles up on his shoulders like they just won the Super Bowl. And all they were saying is like, "Hey, Les, you're still here next year. You don't. You're not getting fired." It was the funniest thing. In the- I interviewed him too. I forgot what he said on the interview, but he said something funny on the interview. Um, but it was it was a great great moment. Um, it yeah. was funny. Like LSU yeah. was already, it already leaked that LSU was going to fire Les Miles, but it, it backfired on them after Les Miles won that final game and the players carrying him off the field. It was just going to be really, really bad PR for yeah. the university. That, so. that just it shows such a lack of leadership from yeah. the athletic yeah. standpoint. Like Joe Oliva, like first of all, you you let something like that leak out, and then you just like go back and change your mind, and then like four games into the season the next year, you just end up firing him anyway after a play where. Like, if it wasn't for a review, the LSU would have won, and then they wouldn't yeah. have fired him. And it's yeah. just, like, it's just so stupid. And, like, seriously, like Joe Oliva should have been fired a long time ago. And I, you know, I'm not, like, one of those people who just hopes that people lose their job, but he needs to go because he's he has no clue what he's doing. And he, like, I just really have no respect for him as an athletic director whatsoever. If I um, remember correctly, I think Joe Oliva came from – came from duke i don't think he wasn't probably around when coach k got hired at duke so i mean like what what does duke really have to show for i mean i guess they got a little bit better at football with cutcliffe but i don't know if that was his hiring or what but they they hired steve spurrier maybe that was him i don't know if that was him so it's like i don't really know what he did at duke and then he got the job (laughs) at lsu and he's just like well we're gonna we're gonna hire coach out and we're gonna fire him a couple years but you'll know on twitter before everybody before he will right So, and it, it's just like, yeah, he, and he just made all the wrong decisions. And it's just like, if you're going to fire, like, a coach who's won a national championship and, like, you know, is consistently, like, a really good team, like, you need to at least hire someone who isn't, like, a total fucking clown, not to be mean, but, like, Let's, you got to uh, do better than you got to do better than Ed Orgeron, like, if, yeah. if you're going to fire Les Miles, like. Right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's recap the schedule real quick, and I'll, I'll just go through what I think uh, the losses are going to be. So we, we think they're going to lose – uh, well, according to all of us, we're going to lose to Miami, Auburn, that's two, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi State, Alabama, that's four plus two, that's six losses, and then they're going to lose to a and that's seven losses. So they're going to finish, what is that, four and seven? Five, is that five right? and seven. Five, five, five and seven. seven. Oh, yeah. My, my math's not great here. My calculator's yeah, off. Yeah, so I know, like, don't think LSU fans, like, 
I love the LSU program. I really do. I just don't really have the utmost confidence in Orgeron to lead them so, to where to where LSU program needs to be. And and honestly, this will probably be good for the long run to yeah, they need, have the season. They need to hire like a big time coach who is qualified <laughs> for that job. Shout out to Kiffin because that's that's Kiffin. like one of the yeah that's like one of the best jobs in the country. And yeah, yeah. Like you can <laughs> you can win national championships at LSU, and they shouldn't have uh, you know a high school gym coach. You know, <laughs> exactly. Running their, it's one of the top programs in the country. I mean, Orgeron will definitely land on his feet somewhere. I mean, he's a great assistant, and he'll always be on someone's staff. I mean, that's where he should have been all along at LSU. Like it was a perfect place for him just to be an assistant at LSU. Like he was never really cut out to be a head coach even though like he had earned this chance to be another head coach to be a head coach again after how he handled USC and then yeah how the you know being having the interim tag at LSU uh, if you remember correctly they they were very very close to getting Tom Herman I, I thought Tom Herman it was leaked on Twitter that he accepted a job at LSU and I was like kind of excited because I mean depending on how you think about Tom Herman I think he's an okay coach I think he's a little bit overrated but um, he would have been better than Les Miles, cause especially because his offense right. is good at that point. But, but yeah, um, like it's funny. Like Speaking of Lane Kiffin, like if you give Lane Kiffin the keys to that LSU program, it won't take them long for them to return to elite status. Lane Kiffin, if he gets a chance at another Power 5 school, he's going to turn them into a national contender. I mean, that guy is going to be really good wherever he goes. So I think that's all the time we have today. So we'll recap real quick. Five and seven is what we think LSU will do. They don't. They don't have um, a lot of experience returning. They have a couple of playmakers in Devin White and Greedy Williams. They have a QB situation, which we are somewhat optimistic about. They'll have good running backs. Um, we think Miles Brennan might be the better quarterback long haul. Joe Burrow might start at the beginning of the year. Uh, we think Coach O is a good man and a good person. <laughs> good person. As He's a good recruiter too. Good, good recruiter. Not He's a good great recruiter. Coach. Yeah. Not a great coach, and we don't think we think it's going to be uh, an uh, exodus at the same time for him and Joe Oliva. And Joe Oliva might, maybe he'll get the job at Duke or something. Maybe he'll be like the um, intern at Duke again or something. We'll see. But uh, five and seven is what we think. And if you listen to our next week podcast, I think we'll talk about Arkansas, and we'll pro- it probably sound like we hate Chad Morris because we're not we're not high on Chad Morris or Arkansas either. But we try to keep uh, it real here. Yeah, for Chad Morris, I. Uh- JB, next week, next week, next week, JB, next week, (laughs) next week. week. Save it. That's a little preview. Save it it for next week. Okay. Just a taste. All right. I'll shut (laughs) up. (laughs) Just a a tip, right? Just a tip. Just a tip. Until then, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SEC Slow Smoked. And uh, don't be afraid to send us some good barbecue pictures. A lot of all these big Twitter people like to get um, nudes sent to them, but we just want some good barbecue pictures, some good meat, some good. Just, we just want the food, food porn. Yeah, the yeah. Food we had, we had a good, we had a really good barbecue picture sent in yesterday from a Brad Kraus from uh, Chicago, Illinois, and I was impressed how it looked. Uh, I mean, the bark on it was incredible. Like, I really wish I, he would have sent us one. Yeah, I bet Brad's a cool guy. Probably. I actually it sounds kind of like a loser, but I, I still like him. I will give him a shout out. Shout out to Brad. Thanks for the cooking. Um, <laughs> don't. I wish you could have sent it to us, but since you didn't, you're a loser. But we still like you. Damn, dude. Uh, that was kind of rough. All I did, did was send us a picture. You're calling him a loser? What the hell, <laughs> no. dude? Yeah. Dude, I think Brad seems like a really cool guy, honestly. B-Rad? B-Rad from the boo? <laughs> 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 All right, we're going we're gonna to get off. Obviously, we, we've, we've uh, extended our time too much, so we'll see you all next week. Peace.